episode of the 495. This is Mike White of Greater Long Island Media Group. And I'm Nick Esposito, also from Greater Long Island Media Group. And today we're here with uh, Jordan Gowans, lifelong Belport resident. Yes, yes, boy. And uh, Henry Francois, who grew up in Seaford, and now you're in Medford. Correct. Also a fan of greaterpatrick.com we're here. Big fan. Awesome. It's (laughs) It's awesome. We were excited to do this podcast and follow Jordan Gowan's journey. As some people may know, I was covering Stony Brook's football season this this past year, and I got a good chance to watch all the home games that Jordan played in, and it was a spectacular season. Rushed for nearly 1,000 yards, second-team All-American. You and your running back partner there, Donnie Leotine, you guys were the one-two punch Mm -hmm. in all of FCS football. There was a great run that you guys had where both of you guys rushed for 100 yards each for like three or four games, yeah, which yeah. is incredible. Is that when you Two, earned the Long Island Express? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you guys were dubbed the Long Island Express. Yeah. yeah, so so Jordan, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, so Jordan, you grew up in, um, well, how do you guys know each other? Explain the relationship here. Um, I actually met Matt Henry through, uh, um, through a common friend, mm-hmm. um, my friend Tyrell, who who we both, through, who I grew up with, and um, you know he had Henry as a friend, and we kind of just started, you know, all hanging out together. Um, you know, and now we become, you know, real close friends. And was that in high school or middle school? Uh, it was or actually recently? recently, within like the past one, one and a half years. Nice, you guys years. hit it off. Yeah, awesome. And now, Henry, what do you do for a living, and what do you do with uh, Jordan? Uh, I so I do freelance photography and uh, social media um, coordination, and mm-hmm. with Jordan, I mean, I would have done this anyway because he's my friend, but pretty much try to fine-tune the things that we put out there as far as social media, presentation, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cultivate his image? Cultivate bit. the image, help him with yeah. the day-to-day, and uh, you know, try to get him where he needs to be. All right, now, before we get into uh, your life story, Jordan, what's uh, there's a big day tomorrow, right? Yeah, pro day tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so right, people that don't know what a pro day is or what mm-hmm. goes into a pro day, mm-hmm. can you go into a little bit um, about it's, it? It's similar to an NFL combine. Only difference is, you know, it's it's narrowed down to the people who attend or played football at the school. Um, you know, so it's nine of us tomorrow. That's the um, right? You know, we'll run our 40-yard dash. Mm-hmm. We'll do our bench press in front of, you know, from anywhere from probably 20 to 30 or 32 scouts, you know, oh. from each team. You know, so it's basically the biggest interview of your life if you're looking to, you know, play football at the next level. How are you feeling? You feeling loose? Yeah, I feel great. Right, um, it was a it was a good two months of training. You know, honestly, I was ready two three weeks ago. You know, so I've just been fine tuning for the you know the past back end of the training. Um, you know, so I'm real confident. And the best prep you can get is be on the four nine five podcast right before yeah, you get on. Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. you nice loose. Yep. Ah, the mailman. <laughs> He's our steady. Uh, Mr. McFeely. <laughs> How are you doing? Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> so the mailman joins us once in a while during our podcast like to Mr. say what's up. Mr. Rogers, like a special guest arrives. <laughs> it's a little extra for you, this uh, NFL Pro Day, because you're going to be doing some little special, raising some money for Stony Brook University Hospital. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Um, honestly, this is this is something that, that really means a lot to me because, um, you know, I had a near-death incident when I was 10 years old. Um, you know, I was you know, pretty much pronounced dead. Wow. You know, I was underwater for about four and a half minutes, I think they, they said. Um, you know, I don't I don't really recall anything from the incident. Mm-hmm. You know, I kinda it kinda messed with my memory a little bit. 
Um, you know, but I, I just remember being in the hospital for, you know, about a, about a month, um, you know, in ICU. Um, you know, I had to learn how to walk, talk, write all over again. And that was at 10 years old? 10 years old. Yeah, so, you know, I had 10 years of life under my belt, and then it just kind of got stripped from me. But um, If you don't mind us asking what happened, what led up to the incident, and um, I was what, at a, what do you remember? I was at a, a friend's house, um, you know, that I grew up playing PAL football with, um, and I had dove into the deep end of a pool, um, you know, and, I, and I, I knew how to swim. You know, it wasn't like a like a fall into the pool type of thing wasn't mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um you know either on impact or you know i must have hit my head something of that sort that had to knock me unconscious you know for me to you know not be able to swim back to the top um you know because i i recall touching the bottom of the pool i don't and then after that it's kind of just a blur um is anyone um, noticing yeah. it, it was kind of it was kind of like a after practice type of thing if, okay. if i if i recall correctly um you know and my friend, the, the pool was not at his house. It was at his grandmother's house, grandparents' house, and they were right across the street from each other. So when I had jumped in the pool, I think they had crossed the street to you so know to go yourself? to go do whatever. So I ended up being over there by myself. Oh, wow. You know them not expecting you know anything you know crazy sure, to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why I ended up being under the water for so long without anybody knowing. Um, you know, so I ended up getting airlifted from from you know the scene of where it happened. Um, I was in a coma for a little bit. Um, you know, I had so much, you know, water built up in my lungs. And, you know, so they had to work on pumping all that out. But um, like I said, I, I don't remember much. But, you know, it, it's, it, it just means a lot to me because I know what these kids are going through. I went through it. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these kids can't, some of, these, some of their families can't afford these bills that, yeah. they, that, they, that they have. Um, you know, so it's big for me to, to be able to get back with, use the talent I, that I've been given. You know, to get back to these to these kids and their families. How so, long did it take you? I'm sorry, Nick. How long did it take you to recover your your motor skills after that? I was supposed. To, I wasn't even supposed to be able to, you know, be walking again. Let alone uh, playing football. Running, let alone playing football again. You know, uh, so I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. Um, but <sighs> I want to say about about like a year till I was like fully like moving around again. Um, you know, I came home in a wheelchair, so I wasn't, you know, even when I came home, I wasn't, you know, moving around like a like a normal kid. It took me a little while. Um, it was rough. Even after the hospital, it was kind of rough because I had to adjust, and I didn't know if things were going to be the same again. Yeah. So. And, and at that age, were you picking to sports, organized sports? Yeah. I mean, my, my brother played football, um, you know, so I grew up watching him. You know, I was a huge fan. It's actually, if I... I think I had the newspaper article still saved on my phone. Um, the night that it happened, my brother was playing in a football game. I think it was the Long Island and New York City All-Star game that mm-hmm. he was playing in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he got the news middle of the game. My family was there. I was at a friend's house, kind of babysit type of thing, but I was hanging out with my friends. So, yeah. And my mom and dad were at the game watching my brother while this was all happening. They're getting the phone call while that my brother's Where, game. Where, is that Hofstra or something? It was at Hofstra, yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. Now, so, and that was a big part of your life as yeah. a 10-year-old athletics, yeah. and yeah. now you can't, you know, forget mm-hmm. day-to-day. You, even your hobbies were kind of stripped away from you at the Exactly. Same time. So, you know, that's why I appreciate, you know, everything so much right now. Yeah. And everything that I do, I try to give back in some way, you know, because I'm very fortunate. And there aren't many people that are going to be as fortunate as, you know, I was able to be. You know, not many people bounce back from, you know, are able to bounce back from, you know, what I had to endure, um, you know, and, 
you know, I'm a God-fearing man, so, you know, I believe that that has something to do with it. And then being under the water for so long, do you know the chances that you were given, the probability of surviving that? Honestly, they, they were asking my mom whether, you know, she wanted to let it go or not. Wow. <laughs> that's, it that's got how, to that point. That's how slim the chances were. Because, honestly, if you if you look around in the world and you, and you, and you see these incidences where these kids are, are drowning in the pool, it's happening in one to two minutes. Mm. It doesn't. They don't even get to four minutes. Um, so, you know, like I said, I'm very fortunate. So let's 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 circle back a little bit. So, what are you actually going to be doing to raising money for Stony Brook Hospital? Um, so on the on the Pledge It page, it's, it's through the organization Pledge It. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a it's a sports based pledge page. So you know, you can you can donate per rep. Like it's it's all set up for people to you know donate per rep. Mm -hmm. um, so during your bench press, obviously. exactly. So people will, people have already donated because you can donate a flat rate as well. Um, but you know, people will be able to donate after my bench press when the numbers are put up. Um, donate per rep, mm -hmm. like a dollar per rep or two dollars per rep, and all the money, all the money is going to go to Stony Brook Children's Hospital. So that's just going to give you that extra drive to get 30, 40 mm -hmm. reps, right? How many yeah. reps? How many reps exactly. are you getting, Jordan? The, I mean the the, the NFL goal for for a running back is is thirty four. So, okay. You know I'm going for you know thirty five or better. All right, there we go. Now when this podcast airs, uh, will the link still be live for people to donate? Yes, the link will be live for about a week after pro day. You know, okay, so they'll they'll have some time. How can they get to it? Uh, the link is actually on all my social media handles. Um, I can leave it with you guys before before yeah. we before we finish. Say it right now. Uh, hold on, let me pull it no, up. No, no, say your, your your social media handles. Where can oh, people uh, find you? It's uh, jgowans23. That's my Instagram handle, and the, the pledge page is in my bio. Awesome. Now, uh, we let's talk about some football. Yeah. Let's. Your high school career, mm -hmm. so you so you grew up in Belport. You ended up going to St. Anthony, Anthony's. Yeah. Okay, um, so tell us about that. You know, so, yeah, I grew up in Belport, you know, all my life. You know, I thought I was going to be a Belport high school player. You know, I was, was at the games at a young age watching all the games watching my brothers play wearing your watching my brother brothers plays. away jerseys when they were home exactly and exactly and but then you know I kind of got thrown a curveball where I was given an opportunity to go to San Anthony's which was an opportunity that that I felt I really couldn't pass up because of the opportunities that it brings after high school um so I I took that I took that opportunity and you know I think it paid it paid off well um you know I met some amazing people um, you know, the school is one of a kind as far as preparing kids for college. Um, you know, that's aside from just football. Um, that was, that's what was big for me. That's, you know, that was the reason why I decided to go to Boston College over, you know, other big football schools because the education was there. Because um, football is not always going to be there. The education was there. That's what I was more worried about. Um, but from a football standpoint, uh, throughout high school, you know, I did all, all my – all four years were pretty solid for me. Um, you know, my, my breakout year was my junior year, um, where I won the Hanson Award. Um, you know, that was a that was a big, big year for me. Because, Which is the best player on Long Island? Uh, Suffolk County. Suffolk County, okay. Because yeah. um, I think Nassau has their own, mm -hmm. the Thorpe. Um, but that was big for me because my brother won it. Uh, my cousin Stacy won it. So it was like, I, kinda, I felt like a weight on my shoulders. And when I won the award, yeah. it was kind of lifted off, you know what I mean? That was your junior year? Yeah, my junior wow. year. When did your brother win? What, what grade was he in, do you know? Just cool to one up. <laughs> I think it was a senior. There you go. There you go. Some brag, bragging yeah. right Did you break any um, any Russian records when you were at St. Anthony's? It's been so long. I, I honestly don't remember. You don't have to pretend. <laughs> I know. I know. I ran for my junior year. I ran for a little over two thousand yards. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, you know, I had 
you know, a ton of touchdowns. Um, but, you know, my junior year, it was so great because we had so much talent on the field mm -hmm. that if you key on one guy, you know, it leaves you vulnerable in other positions. And, you know, we had, we had you know, my close friend Naeem, who was also like a running back receiver, hybrid type of guy who, you know, they would have to key on him. They got to respect him because he's such a good player. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I would get the ball going in other direction. And then, and then what, what do you do at that point? We just had too much for people. Wow. And, you know, that's I, I give all the credit to the coaches and, and, and the linemen and, you know, the other players on the and team. And not to get too much into Sandy's talk, because I also went to Sandy's and graduated in 97 and played football. But Riker was still there when you were mm -hmm. When you were there, right? So he just retired. Yeah, yeah, great coach. Who's Probably the best the head coach, coach ever? Now, right? Does uh, this pregame speech? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't been there in a little while. Sure. What was the whole college process looking like? I know to you, you were saying that education was a big part of it. Mm -hmm picking the best place for you. What was that like kind of being filled with all kinds of people, colleges, meeting with you, that whole process? Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing was to do what was gonna make me happy. Um, Cause you got a lot of people in your ear. You got a lot of people telling you this and that. You should go to this college, you should go to that college. Mm -hmm. And everybody has different, you know, ulterior motives. So at the end of the day, I just wanted to do what was gonna make me happy. Um, you know, and I, I felt like BC was, you know, the best place for me. You mm -hmm. know, gave me the best of both worlds, ACC football and top-notch education. Um, but when I got there, well, prior to me even getting there, my mom was diagnosed with uh, Chiari syndrome. She had she had like a, some of her brain tissue stemmed into where her spinal nerves were supposed to be. Um, so she, you know, she had a lot of, you know, a lot of problems with that. She ended up having a brain surgery. So when I, upon me going to BC, I kind of knew that maybe I'm gonna have to end up coming back home, you know, because Family was so important to me, and it was so important for my mother to be there to watch me play. And I didn't know how things were going to go after the surgery. You know, things could have went south. So, you know, I just wanted to be, I decided that I wanted to be home for it, you know, whatever was going to happen. Um, so, and she couldn't travel, so I knew that she wasn't going to be able to come to my games, and that, that, that meant a lot to me. So that's why I had made the decision for, to transfer. You know, it wasn't anything else. You know, I loved the school, great coach, um, great players, great people. Um, but, you know, it was the best thing for me to come back home. And, and did it help you to have Stacy Bedell, your cousin, being the, the guy at, at Stony Brook, too, like to have your family, you know, play play alongside your cousin? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of taken under his wing a little bit. You know, he was at Stony Brook for a few years. Um, my brother played at Stony Brook. So I, I was familiar with the program. I was familiar with Coach Priori. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so when I got there, I was, I was already comfortable. Um, you know, I had to learn a new system, but... You know, it, it, it didn't take me much much time because I had somebody, you know, family to, to learn from. Education was important to you, like you mentioned before, but at what point I'm going to be in the NFL, was that always, like, in the back of your mm -hmm. mind, like, going into the college, or was it, like, mm -hmm. a certain year in college that you're like, I could make it in the NFL? I feel like the NFL or any major leagues for, for mm -hmm. everybody, for every kid, young kid, at first it's always going to be just a dream, something that you, you say you want to do it, but you don't really understand what you got to do, what you got to put in to get there. So then, when you transition from to middle school, from middle school to high school, I still was like, it's a little up in the air, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't quite understand the work I need to put in yet, because everybody goes to that stage where they're like, all right, maybe I got to work a little harder. And I and I, I reached that point like probably sophomore year of college. I'm like, all right. Maybe if I work a little harder, this is something that I could really accomplish. Um, you know, so I had a, I ended up having a, a solid, um, you know, junior year. 
And then after my junior year, I'm like, okay, you know, Stacy, Stacy graduated. Mm-hmm. Now it's gonna be me and Don. Now it's my time to really, to really put all I have out there, you know, to these to these college scouts and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and that was that was when I was like, okay, we, we're gonna really attack this. So then I had like a few conversations with my with my parents. I'm like, you know, okay, people are believing that I can do this. Friends and family, they they're believing, you know, and. That played a huge, a huge part. You know, it sparked like a flame under me. Everybody's pushing me. They're believing that I can do this. Um, so then, you know, the first couple games of senior year, 150 yard game, 140 yard game, killing it, 190 yard game. So, all right, this is feeling, this is feeling like this is something that you know that I'm really, really meant to do. Um, so then I'm like, okay. Now we get into the season. I'm 900 yards. You know. And you're playing in one of the most com- competitive conferences. In, very, in very league. tough defensive yeah. conference. And not many people know that, but it's a tough yeah. defensive well, well, conference. Well, the Villanova game, for people that know, they were down 21 nothing against mm-hmm. one of the top teams you guys came back. That was one of the, the best games yeah. of ever, college football I've ever seen. They were down 21 nothing, mm-hmm. And I'm coming back and, and winning, and that was, you know, that, that's a top, that was a top team you know, right there. One thing, we, one thing that nobody could ever take from a Stony Brook football team is that they never stop fighting. You know, and if you go in at halftime and you think just because you're up 14 or 21 points that you won the game, you're crazy. Because mm-hmm. that's just that's just not what Coach B is about. Um, you know, we have Warriors. We have Warriors at Stony Brook. So it didn't feel like we were down 21-0. We knew we had to make adjustments, but it didn't feel like we were down 21-0. So. And, and Stony Brook football over the last decade or so, you could see the growth in the program. You have guys that made it to the NFL. Um, Will Ty, you know, the mm-hmm. most notable, been yeah. successful, you know, playing for the Giants, the Jets. Mm-hmm. I think he's in Philadelphia now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you transferred to Stony Brook, did you see, like, you know, some of these other guys made it mm-hmm. to the NFL? You know, this is a real possibility for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely knew that transferring wouldn't hurt my, wouldn't hurt my mm. chances. Um, you know, because it doesn't matter where you are. If you ball, you ball, mm. and, they, and they're gonna find you. Um, so I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried about that so much. It's actually funny you bring up Will, Will Ty, um, Will's first agent, who who helped him get on the Giants and whatnot, is my agent now. Oh, awesome! So you know, I give him a shout out. Yeah, Dwayne Upton. Yeah, Upton Sports. Yep. Um, but you know, everything just feels right right now, for real. Yeah, the program really got a shot in the arm too when uh, <clears throat> when Hofstra stopped their football mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. and a couple guys like Miguel Mason, Mason, Ed, Mason Ed from mm-hmm. Hofstra, and a couple other guys went over there. Yeah. And, and it seems like Stony Brook's been playing really competitive mm-hmm. football ever since. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you get, do you get advice from these guys that made it to the NFL, like Ty and you know um, Mason Ed, who bounced around a little bit, and Victor Ochi and all those guys? Or you, not, not really. No. I mean, honestly, I, I really. I gained all my wisdom from my brother. You know, I, that's that was a source that I knew I had to use mm-hmm. because my brother was only inches away from being in the league. Wow. You know, it was just so you know one too many injuries or you know just mm-hmm. wrong place, wrong time type of thing. Um, and so he was able to tell me everything that he knew he shouldn't do, that I sh- that I shouldn't have did, that I mm-hmm. shouldn't do, or should have did that I need to do. And that is what helped me, you know, you know, slither around those obstacles that I would have hit if I made the same mistake he made. Mm. And I'm going to pump you up a little bit here. I mean, you passed the eye test. You're 6'2", 220, 230, right? 240 right now. 240, yeah. but you run a 4'3", or around there, I'm, right? I've been clocking around four, low 4'4", four, 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 And you can bench, I assume, in the, you know. 30 plus. With 30 plus. Yeah. You passed the eye test. You put up nearly 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. What else do NFL teams need to see for you to make it? 
I'm just going to see that my mind is different. I'm wired differently than a lot of people. You know, I'm real focused. You know, this this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to go get. Nothing else really matters. Um, and that's that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna feel mm-hmm. when they're when they're around me. You know, if there's one thing that people always tell me when I'm in the workplace is that. I'm just crazy focused. You locked in. Yeah. And do you like the NFL comparison? Like, would you compare yourself to any of these guys that are that are killing um, it now or anything like that? Well, when I when I first got when I first yeah when I first like Henry said when I first got the training, the goal was to put up Saquon numbers because mm-hmm. he was the closest thing to me in size size wise. Um, you know, he was he's what six foot two thirty, mm-hmm. closest thing to me size wise that can move that size the way I can move the size. Um, so that was the it was the goal was to put up Saquon numbers. So if I was gonna compare myself to anybody, it would probably be him. Yeah, that's not not a not a bad comparison. Little, little bit different, <laughs> little bit of a different playing style on the yeah. field, but as far as tangibles and, and measurements. Every game that I've watched you play, Jordan, I don't remember one time where you got hit and you fell backwards. Yeah. Every I mean, time you hit, you fall forward one, two, three yards. <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, my dad told me to never get put on my back when playing football. Always fall forward. It doesn't even matter if you get one yard. If you fall forward, they're going to feel it. And then you keep doing that over and over and over again. I mean, even there's gonna guys, There's going to be linebackers that don't, that don't want to attack you come yeah. third quarter. When he gets I, hit, I mean, I feel like those guys felt it more than he did. Yeah. yeah. You know, pop right back up. The motive is to always fall forward. The difference between, you know, I mean, a lot of people play high school football. Mike, we both played. What was that? the biggest difference between playing college ball and in high school? I assume. You guys like us in high school. Yeah, yeah. You're hitting guys like us, <laughs> you know, five foot eight and, you know, six um, foot and string bean. I, I lost some weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. About that. No, but seriously, what was, you know, um, what is the biggest uh, transition? Honestly, it had to be the schedule. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real taxing. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got to adjust to it fast. You know, I, I reported. I reported in May, I think May, right after my right after my graduated. I reported, um, and I had to be ready for the workouts. I had to be ready for the class schedule, and you don't get much time to yourself. When I was I was getting back to my room at probably like six o'clock at night, and at that point I'm ready for bed already. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's the schedule. Um, you got to be ready for the, to to change your work ethic. Your work ethic in high school is not going to be enough for college. Yeah. You got to understand that it has to be up the level because so now the, the competition is nuts. And, and you and you went to two colleges that are known for their academics. Mm. Stony Brook University, one of the premier schools as far as medicine and, and sciences and math, and Boston College, an elite program too. So it's like you weren't going to easy classes. Yeah, no, <laughs> both schools are very very tough. Um, but they did. They both schools did a tremendous job of helping out their you know, their athletes when it came to if they needed help in, in, in the classroom. So, you know, they made it they made it easy, honestly. Stony Brook did a very good job of it. Yeah, the and, hardest thing in college is self-discipline because a lot of this stuff's on you now. Now it's waking and, up in the morning. And you want to have, you want to have a social life. You want to, you want to, you want to go out and it's all about the time management, you know, and whatever matters the most to you got to come first. And whatever's going to, whatever's going to make you a better person got to come first. You know, you can't. It's, it's a big priority thing in college. Now, let me ask you, since I lived in Bellport for so long, are there still some hard feelings around, <laughs> around town that you, uh, that you um, have to say anything? No. You know what? I'm getting so much love now that I don't think it matters anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I do such a good job of making sure people know where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I Even when I left to go to San Anthony's, I made sure people didn't forget where I, where I came from, and I didn't forget where I came from. Um, you know, I, I come from the side of Bellport that's a low-income community. You know, you... It's, it's it's funny. It's like a it's like that train track that train track by Montauk. Yeah. 
one side is you know doing Spicy, a little, doing, doing doing all right, and then the other side is like as yeah. soon as you cross the tracks, it's a little bit more run down. You like it's like you're in a different place. And it's crazy because if you go even further and you cross mm-hmm. South Country, yeah. then it's like Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. everything all together exactly. in one spot, and which makes it kind of unique I, place in that respect. And I'm from the area that you know is, is the run down area. You know, yeah. it's a low it's a low income you know community, and you know I I'm gonna spend a lot of time trying to trying to change that. It make life, you know, easier or better for people. You well, know where I come from. What was it like growing up in Bellport? Um, listen, what do you, what listen, do you like I, about it now? Like I said in in a lot of my other interviews, you know, I've, I've walked outside in the morning to caution tape. I've 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 heard gunshots. You know, I've I've been around all that all that type of stuff. But I was fortunate enough to have parents that kept me away from it, even though I was seeing it. I knew what was right from wrong, and and you know a lot of these kids are they they're growing up without you know any figures, you know so you know definitely a big thanks to to my to my parents for for doing what they were supposed to do. And especially like the national audience of people, you know when they think of Long Island, they think of you know suburbs, you know everything's nice. Gold Coast and Nassau. Yeah, yeah, they're not thinking of like there's areas out there that mm-hmm. there's low income and yeah. they think that things kind of easy living out mm-hmm. here, but it's it's not. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like like. There's, there's probably people who probably ne- don't think that I ever struggled a day in my life. Yeah, just, just because, uh, yeah he, 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 lives, just, he lives by the water. He lives yeah. by the Hamptons. You know, <laughs> they, they hear Bellport. You know, there's a port of Bellport. You know, Hamptons is only 30 minutes away. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. And then, you know, I'm so, so, people forget that just because a player is successful in a sport doesn't mean that he's not dealing with, with you know, things outside of, you know, you know, when the lights go down and he goes back home, you don't know what he's going home to. Yeah. Just because he's successful in the field doesn't mean that his life is, you know, miraculous. Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's, there's still other trials and tribulations outside of the sport. And, you know, I feel like now since I'm becoming, you know, so blessed to be able to take this big step, you know, and, and maybe get a contract, I got to be able to, you know, give these kids insight on, you know, how to push through circumstances like that. How would you compare Bellport now to, you know, your area, Bellport, North Bellport? Mm-hmm. Even though if you go further, it becomes Bellport mm-hmm. again, which I was was weird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how would you compare the area now to when you were growing up? I know they've since uh, per, um, built the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, things have things have calmed down a, a lot. Yeah. You know, there's definitely not as not as much of a um, you know crime or violence rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's still some things, but it's it's definitely not as bad as it used to be when yeah. I was growing up, and that's 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 big. And I don't know if people realize that it's not as bad as it used to be, you know, because mm-hmm. so accustomed to it that you may not, and you you right. still live. If you've been living there for the past ten, fifteen years, you know, it's kind of, it's just like when you see somebody that's that may be losing weight. If you see the person every day, or you see yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror every day, you know, you might not realize how much weight you're losing. Yeah. And it's kind of since you're in this all this turmoil, and you've been here for ten, fifteen years, you might not realize that things are changing, but things are definitely mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah, that, that whole intersection too. They they they're rebuilding where the gas station is, mm-hmm. and they rebuilt the shopping center. Mm-hmm. I know the Hollow Dollar had to move, and mm-hmm. that was kind of controversial. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> crazy because I was away for two months. I was in Jersey for two months. I didn't come home at all. Um, I had no haircut. I was looking all crazy. <laughs> um, just left the barbershop. I there we just go. left the barbershop. I needed it bad, but you know, I, that that gas station before I left was still up there. Yeah. And now it's under construction I didn't even I asked yeah. Henry on the way here I said what's going on none of that was going on before I left here so. yeah I think they're beautifying it they're building a waterfall I think mm-hmm. there's going to be Dunkin Donuts there yeah. um, 
So yeah, there's been some visual improvements too, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, hopefully if they can get sewers down Montauk Highway, mm-hmm. they can start developing some of those old vacant mm-hmm. commercial properties that have been. I definitely, I definitely want to find out, you know, whoever's behind it, you know, yeah. and, and and do some type of some type of partnership where I could, you know, stick my hand in it because you know I definitely want to feel like I gave back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, probably one of the best things you could do is like join these like civic civic groups, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that go to town hall and they yeah. speak out in favor of mm-hmm. projects and things like that that they yeah. feel is good or, or speak out against mm-hmm. they yep. feel it's bad for their community mm-hmm. that's a good way to go yeah and any program or anything that you're doing in the local area you always can reach out to us and we'll promote you guys we'll mm-hmm. write about it and we'll be there taking photos or everything yeah, we could do for too. sure i appreciate yeah. that you know because that's it's big it's, it's it's so big because you know the only difference the biggest difference of me growing up but compared to other kids was me having you know the the figures in front of me mm-hmm. i had my brother to watch i had my parents who were very hard on me you know and every kid doesn't have that so if somebody from the community is reaching out to them like somebody who made it is reaching yeah. out to them saying you can do this and that's let's not get it twisted belport has had some very very talented people yeah. in every aspect of sports and entertainment some mm-hmm. very very talented people that just didn't make it because they just didn't have the the guidance that they needed and I don't, I don't want that to continue to be the factor of why kids don't make it. So you end up playing out in San Diego. You're gonna move your life to California. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep your ties in Belport. Or? I don't know if I'll ever leave Belport. I really don't. You know, if 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 I even if I have the money, you know, I might just get a house built here and stay here. I'm so comfortable with 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 Belport. You know, and San Diego doesn't even have a team anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just, like I was in Jersey for two months, and yeah. it, and I just I kept thinking I just kept thinking about home. Yeah. I wasn't homesick. I just kept thinking about home. How yeah. different things are, you know, and that's just uh, that's just a state away. You know. Are you gonna have a huge house on the water? Or are you just gonna <laughs> have the biggest house in North Belport. What's what's the goal? There? I mean, I might live. I might live kind of subtle. I, you <laughs> know, I'll give my mom the big house. I, <laughs> I might go. live kind of subtle. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's let the NFL scouts, whoever out there, let them know what were you up to in New Jersey for the two months. I know you were training, but could you get into like what was the day to day like? Mm-hmm. You know, how so, were you grinding? So I was. I trained three times a day. Wow. I was I was speed training to start my day, and then I was weight training, and then I was doing a lot of maintenance work, which the maintenance work was probably the longest thing about it because, you know, you got to stay healthy while you're training. If you can't stay healthy, you can't train. So what is that, like ice baths, yoga, or yeah, stretching? Yeah, um, a lot of stretching, um, you know, a lot of soft tissue, um, a lot of mobility, a lot of stretching, stretching, stretching. Flexibility is probably the biggest the biggest key to, to getting better. Yeah. So, and you know, it was a lot of that. And, you know, my trainer, Scott Paltos and Parabolic did an amazing job. Um, like I always say, it's easy to make somebody better who has a lot of room to improve. But can you take somebody who may not have that much room to improve, he's almost peaking, can you take him to that next step? Can you make somebody who's good great? That's what that's that's what a good that's what a great trainer is. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can make somebody who's good great. And that's that's what they did. They they pushed me past the limit that I didn't know that I could get past. Awesome. Do you play a little bit with a chip on the shoulder? Because you weren't invited to the NFL Combine, right? You no, I wasn't. Now that you're pro day and like guys already passed on you by not inviting you to mm-hmm. the Combine, so do, you, do you have that chip on your shoulder right now? I feel like I've always had it. You know, I'm from Long Island. Yeah. You know, Long Island is not Texas. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, it's not it's A not handful Texas. of guys really it's made not, it. It's not Texas football, you know, so I feel like I've always had a chip on my shoulder, um, you know, when I first started football because Long Island just doesn't get that spotlight. Um, you know, so I'm still carrying the same chip from when I first started football, you know, so, but 
tomorrow they'll see you know what I have to offer mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give them the best I can give them obviously the ultimate goal is to make it to the NFL and to you know whatever team it may be mm-hmm. but with these other leagues popping up nowadays made any thought into the Alliance of American Football League the new XFL that's mm-hmm. coming out like what were you thinking when the, these leagues are coming mm-hmm. up now and how popular they seem to be um, I think they're doing an amazing job with them um, you know me myself I'm so I'm so focused on mm-hmm. NFL, NFL that, and I believe so much that I could do it, that that's all I've really been worried about, to yeah. be honest with you. But I, I have checked out some of these other leagues, and they're doing an amazing job. Awesome. As far as the NFL scouts and stuff go, people have contacted you, like, say, we're interested. Like, how does that process go? Um, a lot of it goes through my agent. You know, okay. I really didn't try to worry too much about it while I was training, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's kind of, it gives you, it, it puts some noise in your head, and, you know, and good or bad, you know, it could either give you a big head or not. Or if you're not getting any calls, then it could hurt you. Yeah. Um, so I, I really wasn't, you know, I really wasn't focused on it. Um, I probably won't know much to after pro day. Yeah. And I don't want to know anything to after pro day, to be honest with you. Um, the Giants and the Jets, they had uh, private workouts when you were invited to, something like that, right? Or I got invited so far to the Giants, uh, Giants private workout. Um, you know, hopefully you get the Jets after pro day. Okay. Um that's usually when you get, you know, most of your private workouts, um, you know, so if they like what they see, they usually they usually bring you in and, you know, work you out. And it's a weird kind of process of kind of making it to the NFL, right? They have the mini camps and they have mm-hmm. all kinds of training camps. I know your cousin Stacy had a, a three-day mini camp mm-hmm. invite to San Francisco. Yeah. So there's all different ways to kind of get your looks in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it depends. It basically depends on, you know, what kind of contract you get. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get drafted, if you don't get drafted, if you're a priority free agent. All that matters, you know that. That's what that's what determines your length, mm-hmm. the length you're given. And obviously, you can push that length, but depending on your contract and you know, you know when you get when you get drafted, that that determines you know how much leeway you have, how much mistakes you can make. Even though you know, the the goal is to not make any mistakes, but um, you know it's all determined by by that. So you're one of nine guys that are going to be participating in the Pro Day tomorrow. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the other guys that you think that will probably shine too? Some of your teammates? Um, Don Leotina do well. You know, he's a workhorse. You know, that's just what he does. He just works hard. Is he a Pat Med? Did he go to Pat- Patrick Medford? Or? Uh, he is from Patrick Medford. I think mm. he went to Stony Brook School. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a guy, Marshall Ellick, that's going to do well. Um, my close friend, Juju, who I was, Juju Wingate, Wingate. who I was training with in Jersey. You know, so I've been with him for the past two months. I know what he's capable of. He's gonna put up. Big and he numbers. had a, he had uh, his second half of the season was he went off. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. And it was kind of just Juju was kind of just like a <laughs> like a bubble just waiting to pop. It was yeah. gonna happen eventually. You know, mm-hmm. he's just too much of a talent. Um, but like I said, I've trained with him for the past two months, and he's gonna do. He's gonna put up amazing numbers. How's Jordan doing with the brand? He's doing well. He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. yeah. So, Jordan, anything you want to leave off with, let people know about you that, you know, they may not know we haven't covered? <laughs> I, I've done I've done so many interviews <laughs> yeah. and, and stories in the, in the past, like, few weeks. But, you know, I, I just want to continue to, to to tell people that, you know, I'm going to spread I'm going to spread love. That's just what I do. You know, I'm a God for your man. I believe that we're all here to spread love and help one another. So my hand is always going to be out there, out there to to to, to 
my hand is always going to be reached out there for help. Awesome. And, and, and Jordan, you got our support, too, here at GreaterLongIsland.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we covered you, like we said before, with our, with our Port Jeff website. And, and anything that you're doing will help support what you guys are, you know, what you're up to. And, you know, thank you for joining us and, and telling us your story. Yep, thanks and for having me. We look forward to following up, too. Let us know about the, you know, your bench press and the yep. numbers that you raise. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can let people know about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll definitely have either, either Henry or, or my manager, uh, Evan, mm-hmm. shoot that information over to you. Remind so him soon, one more time. soon as I get it. Remind him one more time. It's going to be 30 plus. 30 you plus. Know, like I said, the, the record's 34. I'm going for 35 or better. The record's 34 by yeah. running back? Yeah, by running back. Was it was it Saquon? Alex, no, Alex Barnes this year from, from K-State. Okay. Uh, I think he put up 34 reps. Uh, so right. my goal was 35 or better. All right, cool. So I wasn't going to ask you how many you've done because I, w- I want to find out in person or find out when the, the news breaks yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Don't spoil it. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. But, but Jordan, thanks again for joining us. This is an awesome edition of the, the 495 podcast. And anyone that's listening and enjoys our podcast, please rate, comment, subscribe. Uh, we're on a- Apple iTunes. We're on Spotify. And, uh, you know, that's it. So thanks again, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. I've ever felt before in my current state and in these days of war. We must grow together or the end is near. Thicken up your skin and loosen up your fears. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting through my limitations, choosing to move.